Do you have babies, bills, or a billion other barriers to your entry into the trillion-dollar industry of real estate investing? Well, you're in the right place. So thanks for tuning in to the Real Tea Talks with Tai Podcast Show. I'm your host, Tai. That's T-I-Y-E. If you haven't been following me already, subscribe now. You can find me on all major podcast platforms and social media. Before we get started, I want you guys to go register now for the free webinar training on this topic. Go to bit.ly slash creative financing webinar to register now. That's bit.ly slash creative financing webinar. I have now done over $100 million in real estate transactions over the last 10 years and counting, going from a real teen mom with one daughter at the time, wholesaling and door knocking residential pre-foreclosure properties, to now national real estate investor with five children and four businesses, buying and selling residential and commercial properties. And I want you to do the same. So let's do it. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Tai. That's T-I-Y-E. Today, I have something super exciting that I want to share with you guys, teach you guys about to financially kind of vaccinate you against this huge economic crisis right now. So what we're going to talk about today is subject to deals for real estate investing. Subject to deals, okay, so that you will be able to really understand what the subject to financing option can do for you as a beginner or even seasoned investor, as well as the risks that come along with it. Okay, so I'm going to do the best I can to kind of give you a general synopsis and overview into the introduction of what it is, buying property subject to's, finding deals that fit, and also communicating with sellers to perfect your pit and also pitfalls and common mistakes to watch out for, okay? So that is my goal and my agenda for you with intention to make you a better or more acclimated into real estate investing as an investor to weather this economic storm. So acquiring real estate, okay? Acquiring real estate, jumping right into it, can be handled with many different approaches. Traditionally, though, you would finance deals through banks or credit unions and other home mortgage companies, essentially, right? However, sometimes dealing with banks, especially right now in our state of economy, can be super, super challenging. So if you don't have a substantial amount of available cash or a great credit rating as a safety net, then buying real estate can really be downright difficult, let's be honest. So as a real estate investor, no matter what your situation is, you will always need to get creative with your financing. And a great financing strategy to add to your belt, essentially, is called the subject to investing model. This is a model I have been using successfully for the last decade, 10 years and counting still to this day. It is super effective. If not so, then even then, then even more so now, because this is a creative method of acquiring real estate that requires very little to no money down if structured correctly. However, it definitely must be done responsibly and also with the proper knowledge and education. 
So when you purchase a property subject to, basically it's kind of like you're essentially buying subject to the homeowner's existing mortgage that is already in place. So you do not have to get a loan. Are you guys understanding that? You do not have to get your own loan to purchase the property. You're just taking over the loan that's already on the property, okay? The original terms of that mortgage are kept as is, including the name in which the loan was initially purchased. What does that mean? That means that your name does not go on that mortgage. If Joe Schmo's name is on the loan as the borrower, Joe Schmo's name will remain on the loan when you take it over. The only difference is that you are simply making the mortgage payments on behalf of the original, uh, original seller until you decide on what your exit strategy is going to be. Meaning if you're going to flip it, if you're going to hold it as a rental, which as a side note, uh, that's a little bit more tricky to explain to a seller. But again, until you make that ultimate decision on what you're going to actually do when you acquire this property subject to without a bank loan, without money up front, what are you going to do next, right? So until you decide that, you do have the financial responsibility to make the mortgage payments on behalf of the seller. So if Joe Schmo is on the, on, on the loan and you buy this property with no money down subject to, you now own this property and your name or company name is on title on the deed for the property, okay? But Joe Schmo no longer lives in the property, assumably, but his name is still, or her name is still on the loan, okay? Now that means if that loan says that the payment due every month on the first is $1,000, you better believe it's your job 100% to make that payment, okay? Now, once you make that payment, you're gonna continue to make that payment every single month until you decide again on what your exit strategy is going to be, whether you're gonna wholesale the deal, if you're going to flip it yourself and then resell it, or if you're gonna buy it subject to to hold as a rental. Now, it is super important to note that with this subject to, you are not formally assuming the loan, meaning you're not doing a formal assumption of loan, meaning that you're not having to qualify for the loan like you would a traditional bank loan. The terms you create with the seller are between the both of you as long as you precisely follow the stipulations that is set forth when that agreement was made, right? So if you guys agree, hey, effective on April the 1st, I will purchase the property, will close the escrow as subject to the existing mortgage. I am now the new owner of the property that I bought from Joe Schmo. Joe Schmo, your name is going to stay on that mortgage. However, effective March, or excuse me, April the 1st, as we agreed, I do not give you any money as a result of this transaction now or later, depending on what you structure. And I also do not require that you're making any future payments, including the April 1st payment on that mortgage. I promise to pay that for you, okay? Now, subject to financing requires little to no money down, like I said, and when used properly, it can really provide a huge profit, but the key is really to be able to pinpoint the best situations in which to use this. So let's go over a sample situation that would create kind of this ideal environment or a perfect world for a subject to agreement that has actually happened to me very recently. So I will use it as an example. 
Okay, so I will make up the names uh, just for privacy purposes. However, the storyline is nonfiction. It's real. Okay, so here we go. So homeowners John and Linda, they purchased a property five years ago in 2015 for $200,000. The remaining balance of that loan is $195,000. Now, it appraised for, meaning it's worth $260,000 as of today. The two racked up some credit card debt, meaning John and Linda racked up some credit card debt and medical bills and had to buy a new car, causing them to have to go delinquent on their next mortgage payment that's due in a few weeks. Like I said, it was due in the April 1st at the time of our acquisition. Now, in the midst of all of this already happening, John also got offered a job and the couple had to move out of state and sell their home. So when they approached a real estate agent, they found out that the average days on the market was 180 days in their area, okay? And that market was in Texas. So they said, hey, the average days on market in this specific area of Texas is 180 days. Now, John and Linda just did not have that luxury of time because they had to move a immediately and um, they did not want their loan to go delinquent. Okay, so in walks our team of investors who then informs um, John and Linda that, hey, listen, we are willing to pay more than $220,000 that you have it listed for for the house. Okay, we, we are you know, we may be willing to pay that, right? But right now in the current condition of the property, we are not willing to pay more in cash than the $220,000 that you have listed for the property. Now, initially insulted by that offer, John, the homeowner, doesn't like the option of letting thousands of dollars slip through the cracks is what he's saying, right? So after John finishes explaining his situation, okay, then our team, our, 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 our folks tell the homeowners, John and Linda, that, hey, listen, we think that we can still offer closer to your original asking price, which at that time was $260,000. It was the same as what it appraised for. But we also reminded them that they're going to need to at least be aware of the fact that, hey, listen, we are not a nonprofit. We still need to make a profit in this transaction. We're very transparent with that, right? So we are in the business of making money and that is translated to the homeowner, not in a cocky way, but also in just a reality, realistic way. So we tell the couple about the subject to offer and explain that it is an option that utilizes the existing mortgage while we take over the payments. So we go into just a couple key points um, that we usually outline for people that I'll let you know of what those are right now. So what we said is this agreement of subject to will actually keep the current mortgage in place for an estimated but not guaranteed six months. And at that time, the house will be sold and then your original asking price will be met for that $260,000, okay? Also, a payment account will be set up and managed by an attorney or by a third-party custodian is what it's called, like an escrow company, and paid by our company to ensure full integrity of this contractual agreement, this contract to purchase that we're going into because subject to is still legal and binding. 
Another key point that we said is, hey, listen, the property is being deeded over to our company, which does uh, obligate us to continue to make the existing payments on the mortgage so that John and Linda no longer have to. And then finally, we explained that the agreement does relieve John and Linda of the monthly debt for the mortgage payment so they can remove themselves from that financial obligation and they can move on with their life. They can move out of state and they can live happily ever after. Okay. now you guys get this. Do not get lost. Do not let me lose you. If you need to pause and rewind and go back and listen to that, please, please do, because it is so important that you make those key four points to your people that you're presenting this to. Now, what did we do? We offered to pay closing costs and two months of mortgage payments up front to the escrow account in order to solidify our offer and also our good faith intentions to make good on the subject to contract. Now, after just a long story short, after discussing the deal with each other, John and Linda did realize that their options and time are both running low. But John and Linda agreed to sell subject to at two hundred and thirty five thousand. Their original asking price was two sixty, but we negotiated and agreed to two thirty five. Right. So six months later, after we've made this transaction, then we will have put in twenty thousand dollars in repairs and improvements into the property, increasing the value significantly. Significantly. We'll then at that time list the property with a realtor and resell it for $310,000 as an opening listing price. And then at that time in six months when we resell it after improvements are made, the value is increased. We sell it for $310 minimum. And then we pay off John and Linda's mortgage company and everybody wins. Are you guys getting this? This is insane. This is crazy gems. This is ridiculous value, ridiculous profit potential. Potential that you can get paid even up front in the middle with cash flow as well as on the end when you resell it, if that's your strategy. We'll go into the details of how later, but I just want to introduce you to the model, the conceptual model. Like, can you see how subject to investing is one of the most powerful ways to actually buy properties from homeowners? Like, yes, the situation that I just outlined was in a perfect situation. It was an ideal situation, but it could certainly happen to you if you have the wherewithal to recognize it. So that is where your education component comes in. And of course, you should keep in mind that buying um, these properties subject to may not be the best solution in every single
any market. I do this in five different primary markets and you can too. You guys be great. Comment below. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Let me know any uh, feedback that you thought. Are you guys getting this? Please, please, please comment, like, share, subscribe. Let me know your thoughts so I can let you know how much more value I can bring to you in only this creative strategy, but there are dozens of minis of more. I can think of at least 50 that we have in our arsenal. If you want to know those two, stay tuned. Let me know your feedback. I love you guys. Be great to your investing success. And yes, if you guys do occasionally hear babies in the background, I'm sorry. I'm a working mom. I'm a homeschool mom as well. So I apologize in advance. Okay. But again, cheers to your investing success. Use this strategy, learn it, subscribe, like to my channel and also stay tuned for future. Okay. Be great. Are you interested in learning more about how you can apply these same principles and strategies to create or enhance your existing real estate investing business as well? Well, register now for the free webinar training at bit.ly slash creative financing webinar. That's bit.ly slash creative financing webinar for more tips, tricks, and support along that path so that you can learn the process and prosper. Until then, tune in to the next episode.